Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Daniel Garb here with you on the SEN 1170 Afternoons. Great to have your company, courtesy of SBS Fence, they are the best in the business when it comes to portable fence hire across Sydney. A great story, speaking of Sydney sport, is that of Harrison Endicott, who had to go back to the PGA Tour Q School in order to win back his card. Not only did he do that, he beat the entire field of around 150. When only five blokes get cards to play on the PGA Tour. Can you imagine how pressurising that must be? I reckon it's harder than trying to win a major because... Those guys are already loaded. This is playing for your livelihood. It's as difficult as it can get. If you fail, you don't quite know where your career is going and obviously far more fail than make it. But Harrison has prevailed to win out above all. And Jimmy Emanuel from Golf Australia has been good enough to join us. He's across all of this. Jimmy, it's an awesome achievement, isn't it, for the Aussie? Oh, absolutely, Garby. Thanks for having me, first of all. But, yeah, it's a tremendous achievement from Harrison who – Got his PGA Tour card for last, well, this year in his first season, then lost his full status, and he goes back and wins it back in amazing, amazing fashion. So, a uh, tremendous thing. And like you said, winning Q School is one of the hardest things. Only five spots, and everyone's a good player there, and these guys aren't the superstars with the money in the bank to play with freedom. So, so impressive from Harrison this morning. And they're also super talented, of course. There were plenty other Aussies in the field who we know are just brilliant players who are up there challenging for the Australian Open, but you could just break it down for us, for those who perhaps aren't across the world of golf in as much detail and maybe tune into the majors and hear about how wealthy golfers are, but don't have a full understanding of how many super talented golfers there are out there that are struggling to make a living from the sport. The Q School brings it all to light. Can you just talk us through how much pressure someone like Harrison Endicott would have been under going into this competition? Oh, absolutely. There's, as you say, there's a lot of guys who are, and women as well in the women's game, who are exceptionally talented, who aren't making a great living. You just got to go to your local golf club and the PGA Pro there has got some ability to play and they're doing that instead of playing the game for a living. So it's exceptionally deep. I mean, one of the players who missed out today, Kata Nakajima from Japan, he was the number one amateur in the world. He won a bunch of times on the Japan tour. He finishes tied 45th. So the depth there is crazy how good these players are. For a guy like Harrison, you play the PGA Tour and there's obviously a lot of money on offer. If he doesn't get this card, he goes back to the secondary Corn Ferry Tour, which gives him a chance to come up to the PGA Tour. But the money on offer there is just not the same. You know, If you play on that tour for a long time, it's tough. There's travel and there's not that much money. So you need to succeed. So the pressure would have been huge. The pressure was made even worse by the fact that Sunday's final day was rained out. So he had to sit in a hotel room with a 
two-shot lead, thinking about, well, I've got to go and play well and secure my future for next year. So crazy amount of pressure, and he just he showed up. He made three bogeys for the whole week, and wow. the next best was about six, I think, in the field. So playing under that pressure, I've known Harrison a long time. He kind of thrives in pressure. So, um, yeah, it's very, very impressive, and the depth in this field is, is so good. You mentioned the other Aussies. There's Dave Michaluzzi, John Lyris, Tom Powerhor, and all guys who have had a lot of success out here in Australia and overseas. Um, they're not finishing in the top five, so that shows you how good this field is. Dave Michaluzzi's got his full European tour card, so he said going into it, I pretty much had a, pardon the pun, a free swing at it. If I got it, great, but I knew I had my job sorted for next year, if you like. John Lyris is doing well in the Aussie tour, so he'd probably be okay financially, but this is what he wants, and he just misses out. And then there are others who, you know, I reckon out of the 150 in the fields, Jimmy, probably 120 would have had a lot of confidence that they could break through and get that tour card. There's so many names in that Q school field who have been on the PGA tour before who feel as if they belong there. Harry Higgs is one of them. He's a big personality done pretty well in a number of tournaments. Just talk us through what's going through those players minds. Now, the ones who have missed out Aussies or not, they'd probably be wondering where their career is going, right? And whether golf is actually going to be there for him in the next couple of years. Yeah, some would. I mean, this, as you say, there's a lot of, there's a lot of variation in, in the field. There's a lot of young guys coming out of college or just turn pro who are decided they're going to give golf a try and they're out there to try and to try and get a card on the PJ Tour and make a lot of money and hopefully have a successful career. There's guys coming back like Harrison Endicott, like Harry Higgs, who are trying to get back to where they were. Um, but there's some amazingly talented players in there. A guy like Russell Knox was at the final stage of Q School. Mm-hmm. Russell Knox has won a bunch DJ Tour, DP World Tour, he was, you know, he'd be top 50 in the world at one point a couple of years ago, and he's out there trying to get his card back and trying to get a job for next year. Um, there would be a lot of players who walk away from this week in a reflective mode and think, what am I going to do and, and how am I going to move forward? Am I going to keep trying to play golf for a living? Because it's an expensive, expensive profession to, to pursue. Um, there's other guys like Dave Nicoluzzi who have playing rights elsewhere. So like you say, it was a free hit for Dave. He may as well go. And if he had a great week, he had a great week. But uh, it's, a, it's a sort of a, a reflective period now and it's the end of the year and they all walk away. But one thing about professional golfers and golfers of this talent, they know they're so good. They're eternally optimistic that, a great round is around the corner and that great round could lead to a win or a top five that gets them in the next week and they keep on pushing. So uh, I don't know if it's necessarily sometimes not the best attitude, but all of those guys who played that 150 will think, oh, there's another chance coming for me down the road. And it's probably a sober reminder for golfers like us and the thousands listening who get frustrated when we play in a club champs or a competition with our mates or just hack it around and, you know, can't deal with the frustrations that the game offers up. Imagine being in the shoes of some of these guys who are super talented but can't even get the job that they crave in order to to play for a living. I mean, it's a reminder to probably for the rest of us to just relax a little bit because the pressure could be a whole lot more and is for so many. So let's look at the PGA Tour next year. We understand what's going on in the world of golf and the divide between that and and the Live Tour, um, but there's some big names from Australia who are going to be contending. Um, Harrison Endicott gets his card now. Jason Day had a great 2023, so he's back amongst the big boys. Cam Davis and Lucas Herbert are super consistent. Now Minwoo Lee goes to the PGA Tour full-time in 2024, doesn't he? So he'll be watched really closely coming up to some big events. Oh, absolutely. Minwoo was the star of the big Aussie events, the Australian Open and the Australian PGA, and uh, he's going to be absolutely one of the focuses of the PGA Tour. He's this next 
next wave of young talent. And Minwoo absolutely thrives in the big stage. He played well at the Players' Championship. He played well in the majors this year. Uh, he's going to be one that everyone in Australia is going to be watching. But Minwoo is hugely popular in the US as well. Uh, he's targeted the PGA Tour for a long, long time as a place where he wants to play and have success. So he's going to be one to watch. Cam Davis, you mentioned, is ultra, ultra uh, consistent. Lucas Herbert has worked really hard on his game the last couple of months after a bit of a disappointing year. Um, and then Jason Day won this year. Adam Scott, always a great player. You know, we've got a really good uh, group of players in the men's game and in the women's game as well. I must say that you know we should have, we would hope to have a lot of success next year on all the big tours around the world because we've got some of the best players in the world. And even on the Champions Tour, the over 50s, we got four of the five cards through their Q school recently. So Australian golf is always punching above its weight. Just a quick one. We've got to get to the the break, but I want to ask you about the merger. Is it on? shaky ground at the moment because of the John Ra move to live. I mean, can you see some issues there in terms of the PGA Tour and the Saudis coming to the party as was mooted in the middle part of the year? Well, there's there's still this December 31 deadline that both parties agreed to and are apparently working towards it. Tiger Woods spoke about it this week, that that's still the date they're working towards. There's a new private equity group that the tour has been engaging with. That's not instead of uh, the PIF, the Public Investment Fund from Saudi Arabia. To my knowledge, that is in addition to in this new, newly formatted PGA Tour. Um, so they're still working towards that date and still working towards getting together. The John Rahm, the John Rahm signing is a little bit of a surprise in this in this period, but. Uh, Look, he got offered a lot of money and he took it. So I don't think it's necessarily going to end the conversations and it's going to stop things. But it's an interesting development that I don't think we'll fully know the ramifications of for probably a couple of months. Jimmy, great work. Well done to Harrison Endicott. We're off to a break. Thanks, mate.